The Strategic Living Podcast, episode number 278, laying the foundation for success and great influence. Welcome to the Strategic Living Podcast, a program dedicated to helping you achieve personal healing, discover your strategic purpose, and lead with maximum impact. Our goal is to challenge your thinking, expand your vision, and awaken the strategic influencer in you. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here is your next level mentor and coach, and the host of the Strategic Living Podcast, Brian Holmes. Welcome, everyone. It's going to be an amazing program today. We're introducing our brand new format, which includes what I hope will be something of great benefit to each of you. Hey, if you're ready to take your life, your leadership, your business, and your influence to another level, then you're in the right place. I'm honored to be your host on this journey. Let's get started right now. Well, if you want to build anything, that is your life, your business, whatever you define as success, maybe your marriage, relationships, Whatever you're building, it is absolutely imperative that you lay down a proper foundation for the structure that you plan or desire to build. There's an ancient parable where Jesus shared this metaphor regarding foundations. In fact, I suspect that many of you, like me, probably heard this in the form of a Sunday school song where, you remember this, right? The wise man built his house upon the rock. And of course, it went on to say the foolish man built his house on sand. My precious and wonderful father-in-law, his name is George. He spent over 20 years as a professional home builder. And he was a custom home builder. He did not do cookie cutter houses. Uh, He took incredible pride and ownership in designing and developing incredible places for people to dwell and raise families. And uh, he just was very well known in this area and to this day has a tremendous name in the area where we live. And one of the things he took the most pride in was the quality and the surety of the foundations upon which he built his houses. I often think about the massive skyscrapers that are erected in our cities all over the world. I've been to some remarkable cities, Chicago and New York City and Dubai. Oh my gosh, what an incredible place that is. And when you go to these massive sprawling arenas, you see these skyscrapers that reach hundreds of stories into the air, thousands of feet into the air. And it makes me think about What kind of foundation was required in order for that structure to stand, but not just stand, but to withstand the test of time, to withstand the winds and the storms and the weather and the the elements? These guys don't just throw down steel and wood on a bare ground and start just throwing things up in the air. No, they don't. They engineer a foundation that will ultimately support the building that will be constructed on that foundation. They engineer it. It's a science. Well, I have this question to pose to us today. Why should our lives 
be any different? Is it not important that you and I, as human beings, as husbands, as wives, as as children, as sons and daughters and business owners and ministers and government officials and teachers in the classroom, isn't it just as important that we see to it that the foundation for our success is solid, built correctly, given great care and great preparation? Well, in today's feature presentation, I'm going to share how you can engineer, construct, and lay a foundation for tremendous success, for prosperity, for happiness that will, in fact, stand the test of time. Before we get to that, however, I want to go right now to a brand new segment that I think you're going to really enjoy. Here's this week's tools, tips, and recommended resources guaranteed to amplify your leadership and accelerate your personal growth. Well, isn't that cute and fun and upbeat and wonderful? I hope you enjoy that. Uh, I want to talk to you about something that I have found incredibly helpful in the last number of weeks. Uh, Michael Hyatt, who is someone that I have tremendous respect for, great leader, great thought leader, a great innovator, and uh, I consider him a, a great acquaintance. I, I don't suppose I can call him a friend, although I know that in today's world, I would certainly be able to call him a friend. We know each other. We've had conversations and uh, and uh, certainly have shared some neat moments together. But all that aside, Michael Hyatt continues to create products and things for the marketplace that make a difference as it relates to success, business, uh, productivity and focus and these types of things. And so he has recently created something that I have found to be quite life-altering for me. Now, going all the way back to high school, I found some form of a day planner or day timer or something that I could use to organize my thoughts in a way where I could be a little more productive. And I've used everything from Franklin Covey's system to the original day timer uh, I've used a number of digital solutions like Nosebe, and I've tr- uh, used Todoist, and uh, just a number of things that I've used over the years. And in recent years, I've been using uh, one called, uh, gosh, what's that thing called? It's simply called the Planner, I believe, or Planner Pages. That's what it is. And uh, it's just kind of a funnel that helps you to kind of focus everything down into what it is that you're wanting to accomplish. Well, of course, Michael Hyatt is going to take this to a different level. He has just released something called the Full Focus Planner. And this is not your everyday day timer or day planner or task list organizer. This is something that's much more comprehensive and thorough. In fact, uh, the way he has created these booklets is that they're broken down into 12-week increments. Each book that you receive is a 90-day or a 12-week planner. And so you you break your year down into quarters, and it covers everything from setting your course, which is how to accomplish uh, things by using goal templates and ideal week, creating your ideal week. And of course, you have daily pages in there, which by the way, those daily pages really help you focus on the top three things you want to accomplish that day and not just giving you a laundry list of everything in the world you need to ever get done in your life. You've got monthly calendars. 
uh, then you have some other tools in there that help you to sort of brainstorm, chart your progress, weekly reviews, quarterly reviews, uh, all these types of things that quite honestly keep you accountable. It helps you stay on track with the projects, with the ideas, and with the things that you need to be focused on in order to move the ball forward in your life, in your leadership, in your business, whatever that may be. So I began using this even before the book itself was printed and released. I was waiting on my copy, my physical copy of the Full Focus Planner, and Michael was kind enough to the uh, the early uh, arrivals to the game, which was I was one of those, to send us out a sample of that that we could print up and utilize for a while, which I have been doing. And I'm going to tell you what, it is absolutely the most incredible tool I've ever used. I have been able to accomplish more in the last few weeks than I have, quite frankly, in the entire year of 2017, because it really does help you focus down to the now. It helps you to reflect on what you've accomplished. It helps you to see what you need to be focused on, but then it helps you day by day to really focus down to actionable content that you can really get after and zero in on. So I cannot recommend this enough. Uh, Michael, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for continuing to innovate, continuing to raise the bar, and continue to to share the wealth of your insights with the rest of us. So if you want to find out more about Michael Hyatt's Full Focus Planner, go to brianholmes.com forward slash full focus, F-U-L-L-F-O-C-U-S brianholmes.com forward slash full focus. That's going to direct you to a page where you can claim a 15% discount off your first order of the full focus planner. If you, if you need a tool that will take your productivity to a different level, I recommend to you the full focus planner. So let's build a foundation. Before you lay a foundation, before we really even get into that discussion, I want to talk about the fact that before you begin to do the groundwork, you have to know what it is that you want to build. You've got to be really clear. Now, this is not going to be a focal point of this episode, vision, clarity, those types of things, but I feel like it is so important that I mention this, that vision and clarity, those are essential elements if success in your life, in your leadership, in your business, in your ministry is ever going to be realized. You have to know what it is you're going after. You've got to have some idea, some clarity on what it is you want to build. You can't just start throwing things together. So we will spend more time on this in a future episode. For now, and for the sake of this episode, let's assume that you already know what it is you want to build. You have a pretty strong vision for that. You're fairly clear on, on the what. All right, so we're going to work with that assumption and ask this question, what are the steps to building a solid, unshakable, and fully adequate foundation for success in your life, 
your leadership, your influence, your business, your ministry, whatever it is that God has crafted you and called you into and you've said yes to, we want to help you lay the foundation for something really powerful and really meaningful. So let's begin. The first step to building a solid, unshakable foundation is you have to engineer the foundation. I mentioned this in my opening uh, that once you've determined what you want to build, there is this very important step of looking at the future picture, the future vision of that entity, that business, that we're going to use the construction metaphor here, that building, the thing you're building, and determining what are the elements, what are the considerations, what are the specs that need to be uh, watched after very closely in order for the end product to be sustained on the foundation you build. So you must take time to actually engineer the foundation. Some thoughts around that, some considerations around that are, okay, what is the type of soil or environment in which you're going to make this, this new entity emerge? You, you got to know, if, if you're going into a marketplace or into a sector where there's a need and it's volatile and it's very difficult and it's challenging and there's a lot of, a lot of opposition, you got to know the environment because you have to engineer the foundation for that company, for that business, for that ministry, that endeavor around the environment you're going into or that you're going to build it in. What type of structure is it? Are we, are we talking about building a relationship here? Uh, are we talking about networking? Are we talking about building a business, a ministry? Are we talking about building, uh, I don't know, uh, just some hobby? What are you? What type of structure are you wanting to build? Because those are things you'll need to know and be very clear on as you engineer the foundation. What elements are needed to make that foundation strong, steady, and to where it will have the capacity, watch this, to hold weight? Can you imagine? Now, I've been to what is presently considered the tallest building in the world in Dubai. And uh, it is, gosh, it's remarkable. The Burj Al Khalif. Uh, it is, it's ridiculous. It's huge mongus. It's, I don't remember how many stories it is. It's, it's unbelievable. Uh, but when you think about that found, that, that structure, the, the thousands and thousands and thousands of tons of material that have been constructed, welded, bolted, put together in order to create this edifice that is so magnificent and so awe-inspiring. Imagine the weight that is sitting on a relatively small pallet of dirt. In this case, in Dubai, these guys have built these superstructures on desert sand. If you can imagine, imagine the foundational engineering that had to take place in order to, to put in place a foundation that would hold immense weight under extreme circumstances. As you go through the process, you must take time to evaluate and assess a number of things so that you can then engineer a foundation. Number two, you have to prepare the ground. Now, most of us have this tendency. We take on a new project, a new idea, 
a new business venture, maybe we want to plant a new church or do a new ministry engagement type deal, whatever it is. And, and we just, we pile on the new thing directly on top of all the old stuff. And I would say to you that that's probably not a wise idea. Another way of looking at this is this, is that if you just take a raw piece of ground and you want to to develop and engineer a foundation that will hold something significant, you have on that raw piece of ground what looks to be a, a perfect spot for this thing, right? You, you've identified the market, you've identified the people group, you've identified the need, and, and boy, this is the right place for this thing to be built. What I would recommend that you do, however, is that you bring in some heavy equipment because you've got to clear out the rocks and you've got to clear out the roots that are below what you can see with your eye. Now, there's a little metaphor going on here, by the way, if you haven't noticed that, uh, because this is true in our life. You can't just take raw material all the time and just start constructing something significant. You've got to clear out some stuff that ultimately would, would jeopardize the integrity of your foundation. Clear out the rocks. Clear out the roots. If you want to build a foundation for a superstructure, you've got to go deep so that you can then go high. You cannot go high if you're not willing to go deep. And such is true with our life. If, if we're not willing to dig out in those deep areas of our heart, those deep areas of our, our mind, and, and do some, some pretty heavy lifting, some pretty heavy digging, then we probably aren't going to be able to create or erect a superstructure that will be a, a city set on a hill, a light, a beam, uh, something for others to look to. You've got to level the ground. You've got to make it right and ready. You've got to install, in this case, in this metaphor, utilities and resources below the ground surface that actually come up through the foundation that provide to the superstructure what it will need for sustenance ongoing. There's a lot of work to do before you even pour the concrete or lay the forms. You've got to engineer the foundation. You've got to prepare the ground. Number three, you've got to lay out the form. You've got to lay out the boundaries within which this foundation is going to be poured. In other words, you have to create the footprint for the superstructure before the superstructure goes up. You've got to decide where is this thing going to sit? What is it going to look like from the bird's eye view? Lay out the templates. Create the systems. Organize the key elements that will make this thing really work. Clearly define the boundaries within which this endeavor, this project, this relationship is going to function. Whatever you're building, clearly define the boundaries for that thing. Once you have the forms set, once you have the boundaries set, once you have the template laid out on the ground that you've done this pre-work on, from there, there's only one way to go, and that's up. But you don't go up until you've first gone down. <laughs> I hope you're getting this. I'm trying to speak in really powerful metaphor without it being confusing, but I'm telling you right now, if you engineer a foundation and do that, that work ahead of time, if you prepare the ground, clearing out the stuff and making things 
deep and, and digging out the impediments that would stand in the way of you having a strong foundation, setting in place the resources, the utilities, the things that you'll need to sustain yourself long term. And then you lay out the form and the shape and the size and the templates and the systems. You get everything ready. Now it's time. Now it's time to really make this thing work. Which brings us to number four. Make it permanent. Make it permanent. Well, let's go back to our construction example. This is the point in the process where you pour the concrete in the form. This is the the moment when you provide the materials that provide a rock-solid surface on which you can now build this superstructure. You've done all the the work that goes in to prepare. You've you've engineered it on paper. You've, You've really thought out the process and the elements. You've prepared the ground. You've laid out the form. And now it's time to lay the foundation. The interesting thing about concrete is that it's final. I know you can take a jackhammer and and bust it up and and wipe it out. But concrete is pretty final. Once it sets, once it sets, it's rock solid. Once it sets, you're committed. Don't pour unless you're committed to the plan. (laughs) Now watch this. Don't pour the concrete unless you're fully committed to the plans. The beautiful thing about this process right now is this is the moment when the dream begins to take shape. This is the moment when it gets really real. This is the moment when you you are able to sit down on this slab of concrete, this foundation that you've engineered, you've dug deep, you've prepared the forms, you've set the load-bearing factors. Everything's there in place now, and you, you're sitting there and you see oh my gosh, this is really happening. Up until this point, you can retreat. You could change the footprint. You could move some things around, make some adjustments. But now, oh, now, now it's just, let's go up. Let's take it up. Let's start building. Let's do this thing. And Can I share with you that most people spend their time tinkering around with the ground laying out forms, tinkering with changing this, changing that, and they never make it permanent. They never make the all-in move to pour that concrete and get on with the deal. Engineer your foundation. Prepare the ground. Lay out the forms. Be all-in committed and make it permanent. Pour that concrete. And now, you can confidently build the thing that God has called you to build. You can confidently build that business, that consultancy, that parachurch ministry, that church ministry. You can confidently build that school, that education center, that that personal development company. Whatever it is, you can confidently build because you have done the work to set in place a very powerful a worthy, and a sustainable foundation. Three things that I want you to consider 
as you go about the business of building your foundation. I want to take you back to a fundamental teaching that we do here at brianholmes.com and with our company, Strategic Influencers. It's called the Four Cornerstones for Strategic Living. And just in summary, those four cornerstones are personal healing, personal discovery, personal development, and then personal deployment. In that order, by the way. Personal healing, personal discovery, personal development, personal deployment. As you are laying a foundation for better relationships, for strategic partnerships, as you are laying the foundation for a new business or a next level business, as you are setting in place the foundation for that new ministry or the thing that you feel called to com- and compelled to go after and build, remember these cornerstones. You will only go as high and as far as your willingness to be healed. The unresolved, unreconciled issues of the heart create the ceiling on your superstructure. You will only go as high as the level to which you have allowed your heart to be healed. Personal discovery, you will only go as far as your belief and as your awareness and as your understanding of who you are and what you have to offer. What are your strengths? What are your gifts? What are your sweet spots? What do you do best? Where is it that when you do, you're doing that thing, you shine, you feel the pleasure of God. Discover who you are, your unique abilities, and as much as you can, stay in those lanes. Number three, personal development. I invest a significant amount of my own personal resources every year to better myself. Yes, I'm an avid reader. I listen to podcasts, audio programs, uh, audio books. Uh, I listen to, I go to conferences and seminars. I have been paying for years to be a part of mastermind groups. And I have recently, in the last six months, joined a, an elite, very high-level coaching program that is not inexpensive because I believe that the more that I pursue personal development, the greater my influence, the greater my impact on culture, and the more successful I can be in accomplishing the things that God's given me to do. And then, of course, the fourth cornerstone, personal deployment. This is when you get off the couch, get out of the classroom, and get about building the thing that you've been given to build. Number two, I want you to, number one was the four cornerstones. Number two thing that I want you to consider as you build your foundation is the relationship factor. Not everybody that you have in your life right now is going to go with you to the next level. It's okay. But assess and evaluate those relationships. Know know who you need in your corner. Know who you do not need in your corner. Understand those uh, relationships that push you and, and encourage you and move you even closer to where you want to be. And then also be very aware of those that are pulling you back, discouraging you, and keeping you from attaining the things you know you're capable of attaining. The third thing I want you to consider is this. As you commence building a superstructure and you're in the process of laying the foundation, don't cut any corners. Don't use cheap materials. Don't 
shortchange the engineering process. Make sure you know what it's going to take to have the foundation in place. And whatever you do, don't cut corners. Storms are going to come. Winds are going to blow. Things are going to happen. And your success long-term is contingent upon your willingness to do things right, to do things world-class, and to do things based on what you know God's given you to do. Lay a foundation. Build something significant. Tap into the greatness in you. And I know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you are going to lead with excellence, make a significant impact, and change the world in which you live. If you're ready to take your life and leadership to another level and are committed to doing whatever necessary to become the influencer God has created you to be, then you are ready for this week's Influencers Challenge. Well, whatever you're building and whatever your dream, whatever your business or your ministry, remember this. You and I were created to bring value, to bring solutions, to bring encouragement, to bring life, to bring leadership to every sector of our culture. I am aware that I speak to a lot of people who are believers, who are Christians. I'm sure there are many that maybe are not, and that's okay too, but I would say to you that we are all created to minister. We are all called to ministry. Now, I'm not trying to call you to the pulpit or to a Sunday school classroom or to be an evangelist or a missionary. That's not the point. Uh, We are all kings and priests. We are all called to administer the things that God has given us uniquely to do in this lifetime. The only way the culture is transformed is if you and I take up our rightful places in positions of influence in our communities and in our world. You see, we can no longer afford to allow just anyone to dictate what we believe the trends that we see all around us, the, the content that we consume, the policies that we adopt. We, we can't let somebody tell us that. We have to step into our responsibilities as sons and daughters of God and bring influence, bring life to places that desperately need us to show up. We are designed, ladies and gentlemen, to administer the heart of God right here on the earth. So here's my influencers challenge for you this week. Embrace your role as an influencer and as a change agent. Be the change that you desire to see. Be a voice for goodness, for righteousness, for unity, and for love. Be a beacon of light and a beacon of hope in a very, very dark world. I want to leave you with this today. It's from the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 18 and 19. Paul says this, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed in us. For all of creation waits with eager longing for the revealing 
of the sons of God. Here's the bottom line. The whole world is waiting for you to show up. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Strategic Living Podcast. We trust this program has been a valuable resource and has challenged you to take your life and leadership to the next level. We invite you to join our growing community of strategic influencers by connecting with us at brianholmes.com. As always, if this podcast and our other resources have benefited you, be sure to share them and pass it on. Until next time, may God bless you immensely. And remember, you are created for greatness.